You know what we should talk about at the beginning? What? That this is the last week for the giveaway. <gasps> You're right. Guys, the time is approaching. Your last chance to get a pretzel on us and We're, Sonic. Right. Your last chance for it to be on us. So this is week 505 for the giveaway if you share us with your friends. Like and subscribe. And comment and right yada, 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 yada. Yeah. The instructions are on Instagram. Go there. Yeah. <laughs> That's the easiest way to do it. This is Be Createful, a podcast about how we find fullness through creativity. I'm Joe. And I'm Madison. And today, on episode 12, we're talking about the meta. <laughs> we're the talking menopause. About <laughs> We're talking about... No, I'm sorry. <laughs> what are we talking about, Madison? Today, on episode 12, we're talking about the benefits of creativity. And maybe the benefits of menopause. I wouldn't know yet. <laughs> I would love to hear them. Uh, oh, you know, creativity. Yeah. It's like menopause. We don't know. <laughs> we'll find out one day. We're, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not experts on either right now. We have experience with creativity, yes. but uh, none with the none other. None with the other. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was all. What are you drinking, Madison, in your Be Grateful mug? Oh, it was decaf coffee. Okay. <laughs> so I'm getting cozy in my blanket over here and I'm getting settled in and my yeah, mouth it's is relaxing. <laughs> it's cold in the studio because we have a huge wall of north-facing windows. So uh, it gets quite chilly in here. But then um, in other rooms, it is very, very toasty. So I don't know why we're not recording in a toasty room. I don't know. I guess I don't know. I guess I just thought. That's okay. We'll be fine. Yeah. Benefits of creativity. Yeah. In a f few episodes, we have already mentioned several benefits. Oh, so many. We spent a lot of time um, with Stephanie and the episode after talking about self-care, kind of um, exploring benefits that, like the therapeutic benefits and the self-care benefits. So we'll stay away from some of those today. Um, but we do want to focus on um, some of the more relevant uh, benefits of creativity, things that we have seen recently or in classes, or just benefits that we experience ourselves um, most commonly. Yeah. Actually, all of mine are ones that I benefit from most. I think so, too. Mine are, are personal. I do, have yeah. I do have some other people in mind in some of these, but I experience all of the ones that I wrote down. Yes. I tried to, because I think we could talk about this uh, forever. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we could really uh, get on a roll with the benefits of creativity. So um, I tried to come up with the ones that I was feeling, like the biggest benefits that I'm getting right now in this current season yeah. in my life. Yeah. And, and as we have talked about, a long year of some social tension and exhaustion and burnout and all of that. So what is the first benefit that you're reaping? My first creativity? benefit, and actually I think that this is the one that is the most recurring benefit in my entire, over the course of my entire life. Okay. 
creativity helps me manage my perfectionism. And this might be similar or like another side of that coin, um, my fear of failure. So I think a lot of times my perfectionism is linked to not wanting to fail. That's so interesting, though, because when I view you, I view, view you as someone who has a lot of successes and is someone who has done a lot of really cool and amazing things. And to think that you struggle with this fear of failure is kind of Because I don't strange. want you to think anything else of me. Like, I want you, when you think of me, to think of someone who has done really amazing things. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be someone who is always screwing up. So that puts a lot of pressure on everything I do to be another amazing thing. And that's unrealistic. So how does creativity give you room for failure? I think because it helps me see, first of all, that not everything is going to be amazing. Yeah. And secondly, that when something isn't amazing, who cares? Yeah. Like then I just try again, try the same thing again or try something different for the first time. Um, so it has helped me see how that the first shot doesn't have to be perfect and there's always room to make adjustments. I guess that nothing is final. Yeah. At the expense of making this about me, it makes me think about yesterday. I finally wore that awful mistake of a dress <gasps> yes. to the studio. Oh, I should have taken a picture of you while you were making it. I'll wear it again. But um, so, yeah, I wore the awful dress to the studio to sew to, to sew Joe, to show Joe. And um, she thought it was going to be a lot worse than it was. She had to ask me, is that the dress? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, doesn't it look terrible? I told Madison, I said, I wish that you could, I could show you in my mind what I thought the dress was going to be based on how Madison has been talking about in basically every episode, yeah. this horrible dress that she made. Like, it was so cute. It was okay. But the buttons were falling off yesterday. And so eventually I just took scissors and I just like clipped off like these 12 buttons that kept coming off. Going back to what you were saying about nothing is finished. Or you don't just get only one shot at something. Um, you, you were coming up with different ways for me to fix the dress, that it could be made better or be made into something else. Um, and I wouldn't have gotten that if I didn't show someone. Um, but also, it was okay for it to be a failure as well. I yeah. had space for that. And it was just a very interesting experience. I am a little disappointed it did not have shoulder pads like I had imagined. <laughs> I don't know why I imagined it having shoulder pads. You never mentioned shoulder pads, but just in my mind, it had shoulder pads. <laughs> and I think as far as managing perfection, realizing that the creative project that I'm working on is not going to be perfect, but that doesn't take away from the fact that it's still good. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes things are bad and that is fine too, but that goodness imperfection are not the same thing. A friend of mine texted me after she listened to our episode on perfectionism, something that favorite professor of hers used to say, done is good. Done is good. Yeah. So meaning what? Well, I think it's the same sentiment as done is better than perfect. But what I like about saying done is good is that it 
takes the word perfect out of the sentiment completely. Mm -hmm. And I think it's more helpful for us to have a focus on good on or on goodness even. And that something being done is good. Like that is what we need it to be. Mm-hmm. We need it to be done. We don't need it to be perfect. In quilting especially, you're never going to have all your seams line up. There's always going to be skip stitches or something that isn't exactly how you wanted. So I think just getting to see over and over and over that things are not exactly perfect and yet it is still completely beautiful. That's how creativity has helped me manage those things. Watercolor is another one that comes to mind because you can't really manage. Oh, you can't control watercolor. So it it helps, I think, with you to accept things that are a little bit out of your control. Mm -hmm. And that's really what perfectionism is about, right? Yeah, it is about control. One of the benefits that I've gotten from creativity kind of goes along with this um, is that I get a level of confidence from when I am sewing something. I have a hard time believing in myself. There will be times when I get um, compliments or someone tells me that something is so great and it passes straight through me like a sieve. Mm. It doesn't stick. Um, But creativity allows me to absorb the comments that people give me about said thing because it's not just about me. It's also about an object outside of myself, which makes it seem more real. Um, But also, I can watch myself progress and get better at something. And so if I'm able to take pride in this skill, in this creative skill, then I'm able to take pride in other skills that I have, whether it be communication or um, being generous or um, being able to crunch numbers correctly, whatever it is, I have permission to take pride in those things because I've given myself permission in the area of creativity to take pride in that. Why is it hard for you to accept the compliments people give you? Well, my therapist and I have been trying to figure that out for two and a half years. (laughs) I think it's hard for everyone. (laughs) It is hard for everyone. Um, Sometimes it's the imposter syndrome. Oh, they're not really talking about me. Mm -hmm. Or it's they're saying something to be nice. That's a thing that's really pervasive in Mm -hmm. the South or just anywhere, really. Um, They're just trying to be sweet. Right. Um, And so I can't believe people. So creativity, because I'm making something outside of myself, then it's a little bit easier to believe. Well, and when you make the thing and you think it's good Mm -hmm. and then someone else compliments it and thinks that it's good, it's kind of validating those positive thoughts that you had about it. Exactly. But it requires me to show it to people. So that so going back to last episode, the creative process when we were talking about yeah. sharing it with others, that's an important part to me is to be able to gain that confidence from showing it to to others. And the challenge then is actually accepting what they say about it. Yeah. Are there some people that you are inclined to trust their opinion more? Or alternatively, some people that you're inclined to not trust the compliments that they give you? Yes. Yes to both. Uh-huh. Um, and the funny thing is, is that some of them are not necessarily people that are close to me. 
you know, strangers don't have to say anything to you. But if a stranger on the street says, wow, I really like your dress, they had no excuse to come up and talk to me yeah. about it. So they must really like it if they're willing to go out of their way and say something. Mm-hmm. I have a harder time believing the people who, lo- who are around me and love me more because I think they're just trying to be nice, which is not true. So all the people who you think I'm talking about <laughs> right now, I do know that you're probably giving me like good answers and you're giving me honest answers, but it's harder to believe. So creativity is definitely a confidence boost for me. And it seems like both on an internal level and an external Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. What's something else good that you get from creativity, Okay, something else for me is that creativity provides a sense of accomplishment. Ooh, okay. So a lot of times I spend the majority of my time feeling like I did not get anything done (laughs) or that I'm not doing the things I should be doing. A lot of that, I think, comes from being the boss. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's easy for me when I, when there's a lot to be done, it's really easy for me to feel like it's never going to get done. And then those times when things are a little slow, um, it's hard for me to prioritize how to spend my time on sort of that list of projects that have been on the back burner. So I spend a lot of time feeling like nothing is ever getting accomplished. But creativity lets me have a project that I can see through from the beginning to the end. Sometimes in a couple hours, sometimes in a couple days, sometimes in a couple weeks. But I am still able to see progress being made on something that is not connected to my job. I love this. I love this idea so much because there are so many of us who work directly with people or with um, long projects or with things that are cyclical as opposed to linear. Mm -hmm. And when you have these projects that you can take from start to finish and the only variable is you, there's so much peace and calm in that. I tell all of my teacher friends, Get a hobby that you can take from start to finish Mm -hmm. so that, you know, when you are frustrated at your work because you feel like you take two steps back for every step forward, um, you have something to come home to that is making progression, that you're feeling like you're getting something done. Yeah. Well, and in that episode we did about self-care and and we talked a lot about burnout and one of the three components of burnout is a decreased sense of accomplishment. And I think that's why um, this is a recurring benefit of creativity to me is because creativity is always what I turn to when I am feeling burnout. Maybe not at the beginning. I'm not good at recognizing like the beginning signs of burnout. But when I hit a wall, um, it's easy for me to turn to creativity more than anything else at, okay, how am I going to back myself away from this wall <laughs> yeah. so that I can get through it or around it or over it or whatever. Okay. What's another one for you? I get in touch with my inner child through creativity. I get to almost play in a sense. Um, I have always loved like drawing and painting and cutting things out and 
and and making up something that's in my mind. Mm-hmm. And as you get older, there's you kind of put those things away. Yeah. But with creativity, you can kind of get fun with things. You get messy. You make big messes, and you um, sometimes you get to play with color or with different um, or with different things. Like I think about baking. I get to make a huge mess and essentially make like a potion of sorts and then (laughs) (laughs) and then this magic happens in the oven and something comes out and it's just so cool and so creativity brings that childlike sense of joy that I have a hard time getting in touch with through other things Mm -hmm. like maybe I get a little bit of that when I like watch some movies or maybe when I read a book but nothing makes me feel like things are more simple and gives me more joy than engaging in a creative project. I'm trying to think of the characteristics of children that we admire. And I think imagination is a big one. Um, So that would be a way that creativity helps me, how I would connect, I guess, with that idea of an inner child would just be in kind of unblocking my imagination. Yeah. Making the big mess does not appeal to me because I don't have any problem making messes. <laughs> My problem is cleaning them up. I mean, me too, but <laughs> I, I like... And I do not have an inner adult that gets excited <laughs> about coming to clean up the mess. Yeah. <laughs> I like being surrounded by things I like. So whether it's physically like this, I love this blanket, I want to be surrounded by this mm-hmm. blanket, or being in make-do and being surrounded by all this awesome fabric... I just, so like when my creative mess is around me, I'm just like, ah, this is my nest of joy. Yeah, I can see that. But yeah, the having to clean it up is not the fun part, but I kind of just, it's like I make my own creative space. Right. You teach the kids classes and they definitely engage with the creative process in a different way than the adults do. Yes, absolutely. So I think that it's good to approach not only is a benefit of creativity that it is bringing out your inner child, letting you engage with your inner child, but I think it's good to engage with creativity from that place of your inner child. I just love that. What if I did this? What if I put this with this? Because the kids say that all the time Mm -hmm. in class and they come up with the wildest and craziest things. But you can apply that in so many different ways in your life. Well, if I'm cooking, what if I add this and this? Or if you are trying to figure out how to, you know, how to solve some sort of like issue between two people or you and someone else, then you can be like, well, what if I tried this? And just thinking outside of the box and maybe being a little, you know, unconventional. Right. I love that. Or with color. Like, what if I put this color with this color? Yeah, what would happen? And the kids do not care at all if stuff matches or coordinates. They just pick what they like. There are some when they get older, they get really stuck on, I need this to match. I need this to work. Mm -hmm. And I feel so sad because I'm just like, we have all of this delicious fabric that you can pick from. You can just do whatever you want. Yeah, I think it's, and it's good to get to, um, to see some of the things that they do because then it help us as adults let go of some of our preconceived things too. Oh yeah. I say a lot to myself now. Why not? If you right. want to do something, yeah. why not? So I think I would add to the, to your idea of connecting with your inner child, sort of that idea of being able to think outside of the box because I think kids are really 
masters at that. Oh, yeah. They don't even know that there's a box or that they should be thinking inside of one or whatever. And so I think that that's something that we can take from them. Lessons we learn from kids could be a whole other episode. You are so correct. They have a lot to teach us. Yeah. So what's another benefit for you? Another one for me is that creativity is a tangible trudge. A trudge? Okay. Have you seen the movie A Knight's Tale? Yes. I saw it once. It's been a while. Okay. But I I, I remember some parts. So in A Knight's Tale, they meet uh, Jeffrey Chaucer, who it's before he's written Chaucer's tales. Wait. The Canterbury Tales. Okay. So the first time you meet him, his character is walking down the road and he's like, start like completely naked oh my word <laughs> and you think i'd remember that part but for some reason that's just and he's gone. just walking he has like no shoes on he has nothing on he's completely naked and so um heath ledger's character like asks him what he's doing yeah and chaucer says that he's trudging and then the other guys are like wait you're what and he says so i wrote down the quote because it's so funny oh. um he says, you know, trudging, to trudge, the slow, weary, depressing, yet determined walk of a man who has nothing left in life except the impulse to simply soldier on. Oh, my. That sounds very dramatic. It does. Um, and probably helped to <laughs> put in, but it's put in contrast by the fact that this man is completely naked. naked. Yeah. Yes. This kind of ties into the what I was talking about before about having a sense of accomplishment. Um, but sometimes I just have like a weariness mm-hmm. and creativity gives me a way to trudge through that. Usually that means a project that I know is going to take a while. Mm-hmm. Um, like my quilt that I started a couple weeks ago when I was so you're so done yeah (laughs) Yeah. when I just couldn't think of anything else and I needed a way to get that out of my system um creativity offers that to me Mm -hmm. it's not that it necessarily makes me feel better in the moment it just gives me a way to trudge through something colorful and that I can see getting accomplished but it's also taking a long time. I don't know if any of that is making sense. No. So like for me, a trudging activity would be embroidery. I sit down. Uh-huh. I keep doing the same stitch over and over again. And it gives me a physical way of manifesting this feeling of like, I just need to get through this long stretch of whatever it is. Feelings or, um, you know, this long stretch of time, whatever it is. It gives me a physical way of doing that. Um, and that's just very helpful. It's like, it's like when you're talking with a friend on a walk and you feel like at the end you've gotten somewhere when in reality you've just, you know, you've walked around, like physically you've just uh-huh. walked around the park or wherever, mm-hmm. but you feel like emotionally you've gotten to another place. It gives a physical thing, a physical like connection to something that's non-physical. And I think yeah. we're really hitting on that in this um, in this podcast is that um, creativity is giving you um, a physical way of expressing what is 
going on inside. Yeah. And physical doesn't mean you have a product at the end. It just no. means that there is, it's another way of expressing it through your body or through talking or whatever. Yeah. Well, and also it doesn't necessarily mean that that thing that you're making is representing even what you're feeling. Like yeah. when I make a quilt, it's not like, oh, I can really tell I was depressed then because I picked all the blue colors. <laughs> no. I mean, let's be honest. I always pick the you blue just pick. Yeah, you pick the blue colors anyways. <laughs> but sometimes we think that creativity unlocks something that we're repressing or, you know, that's what art therapy would be a lot about and that everything is symbolic or has meaning. Oh, yeah. And I, um, the types of creativity that are, that feel therapeutic or beneficial to me really have nothing to do with that side of it. Mm -hmm. So that would be a different conversation to me. But do you see, does that distinction make sense? Oh, yeah. To me, creativity is either a way for me to really dig in to how I'm feeling and like I'm like this one specifically, it's a way for me to trudge. Yes. <laughs> or it's a way for me to say, no, I don't want to feel this way and to kind of override those feelings, mm -hmm. like to flip the breaker yeah. almost on um, a refusal to just slump into the couch and disappear into Netflix for three days. Yeah. Making a quilt in mostly silence for three days was like a way for me to rebel against my instincts to sink into the depression. Mm, creativity is rebellion. I like that thought. Ooh. Yeah. Let's write that as a benefit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what I like about that quote from a knight's tale yeah. is the one the depressing yet determined yes. walk of a man and then um of someone who has nothing left in life except the impulse to simply soldier on and when i look back a couple of weeks ago that was how i felt i do not all i can do is make this quilt mm -hmm. i cannot do anything else <laughs> so you must soldier on yep Quilt on. <laughs> okay, what's your next one? A benefit of creativity for me is being able to show love to people mm. through my creativity. Um, I love getting to know people. I love meeting new people and finding out all of their lovely details um, about them. Because I, I just think that there is something to love in everybody. It may be a little harder to find in mm -hmm. some than others. Yes. But there's usually something there. And I love taking whatever that something is and being able to create something with that person or being able to give them something that I've made. Um, I don't make clothes for everyone. Right. Because that's a lot of work. It's very involved and it's expensive. Mm -hmm. um, so... The few people who do have pieces of clothing that I've made for them, consider yourself blessed because <laughs> you're lucky. Yeah, I don't I don't do that for everyone. But it's a very sort of like it's a very intimate way of being able to show love, specifically with clothes, because you have to figure out someone's measurements. So you have to actually understand like the physical space they take up, mm -hmm. their tastes, what colors do they like, what styles do they want? Um and then the process of having to make something that you're maybe uncomfortable with and every 
problem that you have to solve feels like a little like like a little love note like i'm getting i'm getting through this difficult part for you it's just adding on to that the meaning and the value in that object but then don't you want <laughs> to make sure they know all of those things i well this is why there's only a few people that get clothing <laughs> from me um and that's because they know because they what have, it takes. They know what it mm -hmm. takes. Either they're close enough to me where they live in my house <laughs> and they see me do it, or um, they're close enough to me that they they hear me complain. Yeah, <laughs> they know. Um, but even outside of that, even if it's just baking cookies for someone, or um, like my husband has dietary restrictions, he can't have lactose. So using my creativity to think, okay, well, if I can't do this, then maybe I need to do this in order to make these cookies work. Um, then it just means so much more. It's, it's my ability. It's creativity allows me to communicate. I love you in a way that you want to be loved. Right. And it's tailor-made for you. Yeah. And it's a really vulnerable way to share your love with people too. Do you get scared when you give people stuff that you've made? Cause I do. Yeah, I don't know if scared is the right word, but I do feel nervous, especially if it's not something that they asked for. So yes. last year for Christmas, I gave one of my brothers-in-law is um, a firefighter and he was a rookie last year. So they have to take their own bedding and stuff to the firehouse when they yes. stay overnight. And so I made him a the firefighter flag that's all black and white and it has the red, one red line oh, through it. cool. I made him a quilt like that. Mm -hmm. And it took me, I mean, it took a lot of time, but also he is gifts and gift, giving gifts and receiving gifts is not his love language. Yeah. So I thought, is he even, is he going to think that this is stupid? Like if he shows up at the firehouse, are the other firefighters going to make fun of him? Because he has this a quilt? big quilt that has this big yeah. flag on it. Like is this cheesy? So I had a lot of those thoughts going through my head. Um, but then like is my favorite thing I've ever made for someone. When I gave it to him, I was both very excited because I thought this could potentially be the perfect gift, mm -hmm. but also very nervous like what if he doesn't yeah like it is it like silly it's just it's such a unique experience it goes beyond just being vulnerable to show it to someone else it's I think you would like this please take this thing that I've spent hours and hours on yeah and also what if I'm wrong like mm -hmm. I think that you would like this what if I don't know you as well as I think that I do yeah what if I'm wrong about this thing but the beauty of the beauty of love is being completely vulnerable with someone and then realizing that they are vulnerable with you and you both accept each other. Uh -huh. And so that's what makes showing love through creativity so wonderful because you are being exceptionally raw. And then when it's accepted, it's this it's just this beautiful moment. Mm -hmm. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. My fourth benefit of creativity is that it provides a mindful escape. I'm really seeing a theme in mine. Yeah. 
You're you're escaping and avoiding a lot of things Trudging, here. Trudging. Yes. Looking for alternative accomplishment. It's a mindful escape. It lets me disconnect from reality without disconnecting from myself. Yeah. It gives me space to mull over things that need to be thought about that maybe make me feel uncomfortable or to sit with feelings that I definitely am not wanting to sit with. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives me a way to engage those things inside of me that I am otherwise avoiding without having to look at them directly in yeah. the face. Because you are focusing on something in front of you physically. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't, it's not super stressful usually. So it doesn't encompass your whole brain. It just takes up a part. And so it's kind of like you're simultaneously thinking of two things at once and like taking bite-sized pieces out of those emotions yes. that you have. Mm-hmm. And there's two, what you just said about that it doesn't take up your whole brain. There are two ways I would approach this. Mm-hmm. So one would be to escape with something, with a craft that is like second nature to me, like quilting, that I'm not going to have to think a lot about the the details of because I have muscle memory built up for that. So that kind of unlocks my mind a little more to do some thinking. The alternative of that would be to really dive into a craft that I don't know yet and to where then I'm having to shift my focus onto that thing that is right in front of me. Maybe that's loom weaving, something that's going to take a long time and that is a slow craft, but I don't know how to do everything. So I'm kind of still having to watch a tutorial Mm -hmm. and learn something new. Then I'm genuinely focusing on that project at hand. And it gives me less time to obsess about things inside of my brain. I definitely do that as well. Mm -hmm. I use crafting or creativity as a process to deal with emotions that I have, but also as a pure escape of I don't want to mess with this right now. All I want to do is see paint smeared on a canvas. So I'm going to go do that. Yeah. And um, that's the beauty of creativity. It can be whatever you want, not just visually, but it can be whatever you need it to be emotionally. Yes. Sometimes creativity is an escape also from my, the reality of my actual to-do list. Yeah, <laughs> been there and uh, done that before. Yes, sometimes it's what I do to procrastinate. Yeah, or as I have heard the term, procrastinate. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I still feel like I'm getting things done. Yes, but I'm not really getting things done. Well, Anything you are. That I need to get done. right. It's just not the priority. But it does feel better than not getting things done because you're watching TV. Oh yeah, that feels terrible. But making a new shirt instead of doing the dishes sounds great. Yes. (laughs) Last year, um, it was around this time because we normally have our annual fundraiser is in November. And um, 
so last year I had a bunch of stuff to do for the fundraiser. I had also just moved into my house. I'd been in my house maybe like a month and I had decided, okay, I'm not going to decorate for Christmas. I just moved in. Like we've got this fundraiser coming up. Things are going to be really busy at make do with all of our holiday classes that we do. Then I'll be gone for Christmas anyway. Well, I decided, I was like, I have to get a Christmas tree. And I was at Dirt Cheap and I bought a pre-lit Christmas tree that, you know, was super cheap and all the lights worked fine, but it didn't look great. Yeah. And so I spent probably three days (laughs) taking off the pre-lit lights. What? I don't remember this. You took off all of the pre-lit lights that were on that tree by hand. I took off the pre-lit lights and then I re-lit it. With other lights? lights. Yeah. Wait, so does that mean you just like, oh, I strung the lights on and I take them off again? Or no. did you, you no. like individually put them on like they do on the Christmas tree? Well, the pre-lit trees are still wired. Yeah. But they have those little clips, right? Where they. Yeah. And you reclipped. Oh my word. And I also had, I added garland. I like wrapped garland around it to make it look fuller. And, but I wanted to be able to still take it apart without having to take everything off it ended up that that didn't wasn't able to happen so now I have a bag like Mm -hmm. a tree bag so it stays standing up hopefully it's there's not spiders all in it we'll see it's in my um I have like a garage and then attached to my garage the second room yeah that's not I mean you know it's just oh I mean it's closed in but that's it yeah. It's pretty spidery. Wow. That's intense, there. Joe. So. So you did that instead of doing all of the <laughs> instead other of things. Doing work. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But it was pretty because I had the lights plugged in and it was just something shiny to look at. Oh, my word. Again, a mindful escape. Yeah. Wait, were we still talking about mine or yours? Yours. Oh, yeah. It's a mindful escape. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we escaped this podcast for a hot second. I didn't know if I had brought one of yours back around to me. No. Okay, we've labored about mindful escape long enough. Bring sure. us back, Madison. What's your next one? Uh, a benefit of creativity it, for me is solving problems. Because I mm. engage in the creative process a lot, it allows me like I was talking about with the inner child, it allows me to think, well, why not this? Why, uh-huh. you know, why not do it this way? Um, thinking of things outside of their typical use. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that's really cool. So my Halloween costume, it's going to get done. Speaking of your inner child. Yes. I ran into a problem where for the eye lenses, you need like, Wait, for the what? The eye lenses. The eye lenses. So I've got like this. I heard island <laughs> I'm going to be a giant <laughs> island for Halloween. <laughs> this mask needs lenses to go in it because it's a Spider-Man-esque mask. And so I had already solved the problem of it needs to be plastic, but I needed metal mesh. And I've already spent a lot on this costume and I don't want to go out and <laughs> buy metal mesh. And so I was like, well, what can I do? Can I paint it? Well, if I paint it, I can't see through it. Like, what am I going to do? So I had this tool that's in my, like, fabric stash. Uh-huh. And so I've layered. You, the- mean, you, you had tool, like, what tutus are made out of. Yes. Okay. And I, had, I layered that, like, three times. And I tested to see if I could see through it. And I was like, oh, I can see through this. So I ended awesome. up hot gluing that to the lens. Um, and so, but if I 
didn't engage in the creative process, I wouldn't have been able to think about things like that. Because mm-hmm. it being creative trains your brain to think of things in different ways. Yes. And so it not only benefits in crafting, but also when working with people and kids. Okay, if this way isn't working or if I don't have this resource, how can I still reach this child? How can I still talk with this friend? How can I reach out? And it allows me to think in different ways. Yes, because I think it teaches you to make connections where connections didn't previously exist. Oh, yeah. Or like if we're used to thinking this is the bucket of resources that I have for this particular thing. Yeah. And then if what you need isn't in that bucket, creativity gets us used to going to a different bucket to look for what we need. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It allows you to stretch your brain and make it more, almost more malleable to whatever problem you've got in front of you. Yes. <laughs> when you said that, do you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yes, I do. Have you seen the episode when Jake wants Captain Holt to say he has a rock hard brain or something? <laughs> and Holt is like, why would I say that? Brains should be wet and mushy. <laughs> You said something about being malleable. It makes your brain more malleable. Like makes it more wet and mushy. We want you all to have wet and mushy brains out there. Yes. (laughs) Then you'll be really smart. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. That's a good one. Problem solving. What is another one of yours? Is this your last one? This is my last one. Creativity offers me a low stakes way to challenge myself. Ooh. I like that. So, so explain more. This goes back, I guess, kind of to my first one about how it helps me manage my fear of failure. A lot of times if I don't know if I'm going to be good at something, it's hard for me to want to put time into that thing. And so creativity just offers me a way to push myself outside of my comfort zones in a way that doesn't feel like there's a lot on the line. So I can push myself with a new quilting technique or even with a new uh, craft or form of creative expression altogether. And if it doesn't turn out okay, then one, no one ever has to know. Um, It's not a big it's not a big deal. It can just go into the trash. What did you say last week? The creative graveyard. graveyard. Yeah. It can just go there and it doesn't matter. And I can try something new. So it just is a, a way for me to see that I can do new things. I can do hard things. Mm-hmm. And if I can do them consistently in my creative expression, it helps me build that endurance. It helps me build the stomach to do new things in my normal life. Yeah. I don't know. So my outward facing life or like my non-create, my life that is not just craft projects. Yeah. It allows you to like, okay, I failed in this area before, whether it be in quilting or whatever you're Mm -hmm. working on. I am capable of failing in this area and being okay with it because I was okay over here. Ish. Yeah. I I was just trying to draw a distinction between that first benefit about it helping me manage my fear of failure Mm -hmm. and then this being kind of a separate benefit. But that I guess instead of focusing on the failure, it's focusing on choosing to challenge myself. Yeah. Um, 
So my homegirl, Brene Brown, mm-hmm. talks a lot about like practicing Do you think we talk failure. about Brene Brown or Sonic more? I mean, it's probably still Sonic <laughs> because, oh my word, yeah, Sonic's great. I love them pretzels. But yeah, Brene Brown, if you haven't read any of her books or even listened to her podcast, you should. It's really, they all provide very interesting ways of being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, but she talks about um, stepping up and taking risks. Um, and that's important to practice in your life. And if the safest place to do that is in your creative life, then you can take that, build your confidence, mm-hmm. which is another one of our benefits, and then be able to do that outside of the realm of creativity. Yeah. Um, it's like a little stepping stone. Yeah. Well, I, I hadn't even thought about connecting this low stakes way to challenge myself with building confidence, but that is what it's doing. Yeah. And it, it makes it okay to fail because mm-hmm. it's low stakes. Okay. Mm-hmm. It can go in the graveyard, it can, mm-hmm. whatever. And it'll, it helps you move past that perfection and be able to continue doing, taking big, bigger risks or um, just moving outside of the creative process to do that. Yeah. All right. What's your last one? Uh, having a hobby. I like having a hobby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it gives me something to do that's not TV. It allows me to spend my money on something that I think is more useful than like, oh, I bought a new movie or I bought a new subscription or whatever. Because this hobby allows me to then like dip my fingers into all these other benefits of confidence and um, being able to show love uh-huh. to people. Um, and honestly, I think it makes me a more interesting person. Oh, I think so too. I like that creativity makes me a little different. Yeah. I like having a different hobby. It make, it's part of what makes me unique. And perhaps what I'm really trying to get at here is creativity provides a very interesting aspect to my identity. Right. I like making it a part of myself. Like we have talked about in previous episodes, it gives you a way to feel connected and like to yourself and to know yourself and to feel like you have an identity. And I think that that is a real challenge for us is not knowing who we are or what we like. And um, I, I just think of that scene in The Runaway Bride when um, Julia Roberts doesn't know what kind of eggs she likes. Do you know uh, what I'm talking about? Have you seen I, that movie? I have not seen that movie. I'm sorry. <sighs> Why are you so much younger than me and you don't know the same things as me? Julia Roberts has like been engaged, I don't know how many times, three times, five times, whatever. In oh my goodness. Bride. And so there's someone who has come to do a story about her. Mm-hmm. And one of the questions they ask her fiancés is, how, do, how did she like her eggs? And so then they will always say, oh, scrambled, just like me. Or one of them will say, oh, eggs Benedict, just like me. And so oh. she she is so disconnected from herself that she doesn't make any decisions for herself. She doesn't know what she likes. And so at the end, it's her kind of trying to figure out, wait, what kind of eggs do I even like? Now you're making me hungry for eggs. Mm. (laughs) Save it. Okay. But uh, I think you're absolutely right that it helps you. It helps you to decide Okay, what do I like about myself? What what are things that interest me and just me? And you may not get that from the first time you try no. something creative. I think that's that's something that you get to after a after practicing creativity for a while. And I think a lot of times you may not even find that one 
aspect of creative expression that connects with you that like you want to take on as a hobby. Yeah, absolutely. It could just be, I know, I know what colors I like together, or I know, I know that I like to do things with my hands, or I know that, you know, that playing music is something that I like to Mm do, whatever it may be. Wow. I didn't realize that I, uh, I was diving in deep there. I just thought I was talking about my hobby, but apparently it's about my greater identity. (laughs) Well, Madison, that's a bonus benefit of creativity is that it gives us a portal into much deeper things. Like it's never just about the thing, right? It's always about more. And creativity gives us a way to have those conversations. That's why this entire podcast exists. Yeah. It is your portal into... I don't know, living life better through creativity. It's us talking about how we find fullness through creativity. Oh my word. She said the title of the podcast. See, you may not know that because that's not the part that you say. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe one time we need to switch it up. Uh, Maybe. You're right. Well, hopefully you feel full after listening to this podcast. (laughs) My sister's husband told her she needed a new hobby. (gasps) What? Well, she, he just was like, uh, and now... I don't know, I might be misquoting him. It was more of an encouragement. Okay. Like, I think you need a new hobby. Like, you need to explore what maybe that is going to be. Yeah. Like, take some money from the budget and put it, like, find out what your new hobby is going to be. Kind of an encouraging um, statement. Not yeah, a, not a, it wasn't to, a criticism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like, girl, you're talking too much. Get a new hobby. It wasn't like that. Yeah. Sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need to explore yourself a little bit more. And you do that through a creative process. Yeah. And something that's like kind of just your own. I think it it offers, and I know we're not talking about necessarily benefits within community, but just that idea of having a hobby then gives you shared experience that you have with other people who do that hobby. Oh, absolutely. Gives you something to talk about with them and engage and, oh, man, social media although it can be toxic at times, is a great, is sometimes a great way to connect to with connect. people that do the thing that you do. Yeah. Speaking of doing that thing you do, have you seen that movie, That Thing You Do? No. Oh, it is such a good one. Um, it's about a band and they have a song called That Thing You Do. And it's like, you doing that thing you do. No? Okay. No. Is it a no. romantic comedy? Yes, and it's set back in maybe like the 60s or the 70s, okay. and it has Liv Tyler in it. Oh. And, oh, rats, I forgot his name. I can't think of his name. I can just see his face. Anyway. Yeah. I think Tom Hanks might be in it. Oh. Is he like their manager or something? I digress. Mm-hmm. But speaking of that thing you do, we get to have skill development today. <gasps> yes, where we get to play in our own personal creative process mm-hmm. not anything to do with make do just whatever projects we're working on right now my project does have to do with make do it does but uh i'm gonna be continuing my the my big quilt that i've been working on so does that mean that you're practicing your trudging today <laughs> yes because <laughs> this is the part of the quilting process that's probably my least favorite i have to baste all the layers together with pins and then i have to figure out how I'm going to quilt it. And I haven't decided that yet. What are you working on? Well, I'm finishing up my costume. I have. Oh, right. You're, Cause you're on a timeline. I, yeah, I got, I got a deadline. Uh, I got some snaps that I need to sew on for the hood. And, um, I might, the, the white part's a little sheer. 
I may have to mm. double up on some layers some there. Layers. Yeah. We're so supposed to have good weather for Halloween, though, so you don't have to cover up this costume you're spending all this work on. Yeah. With a jacket. Although I, I did already make the jacket to go with Mad- <laughs> Madison told me that she always makes outerwear to go with her costume yeah. as well. So last year I was Rapunzel, and so I made like a Renaissance cloak to go over it. Oh. And this year I'm making like an oversized jacket to go over this costume. Madison, you're so extra and I love it. Uh, yeah. I feel like your inner child comes out hard when we talk about Halloween. I mean, Halloween's the best. It's possibly my favorite holiday. And I could go on forever about it, but let's just say it's it's probably my favorite holiday. Which is funny because I do not like it at all. It's a very divisive holiday. I don't like it. Let me see if I can find a way that to describe this, it does not make me sound like a Halloween Scrooge. I don't like when people come up to my door. Like when people try to get into my space. And I know when the cute little kids come up and ring your doorbell, they're not trying to get into your space. It just feels like when I'm at home, that's like my time in my house. And when people come and ring my doorbell for any reason, it makes me want to like hide in the bathroom. So I think I just don't like that aspect of it. And I'm going to say that's because I'm an introvert, but it could just be because I'm a curmudgeon. I don't know. <laughs> One or the other is true. I love getting to see all the kids in their costumes. That's And then when I'm dressed up in costume, we get to like share in that joy together. Of yeah. Like, you're dressed up. I'm dressed up. Here's some candy. And we get to have that interesting moment. Um, and then there's a whole other side of the, you know, I get to make a costume. I get to, you know, change my appearance at will, which seems really cool. Um, but I like those parts. I also, I think Halloween is a cool time to explore themes that we don't normally explore all the time. I just think it, it it's a unique, it's a very unique holiday. It is. And when this episode airs, it will be well past Halloween. Yes. <laughs> so well, almost with Thanksgiving. Oh my goodness. Did we talk? Oh, I think we talked about food last time. That was in Insta Stories. Oh, did we not talk about what your no. favorite ha- Thanksgiving Madison, food let me is? just tell you, if you don't follow us on Instagram, this <laughs> caused a little bit of an argument between me and Madison. Madison said, what is your favorite Thanksgiving food? And I said, green bean casserole. What's your favorite Thanksgiving food? And she said, pecan pie. And then that is when the argument started because I said, pecan pie, you didn't tell me that you meant like dessert and food. And anyway, so it became a whole thing. Yeah. But anyway, we have, we're over it now. <laughs> Hopefully we've moved we? past it. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. We're over it. We're, yeah. If I was answering that, I would like to have a, what's your favorite Thanksgiving dessert and what's your favorite Thanksgiving food question. Good to know. <laughs> Next future. time. Next time you ask me, Madison, please make a distinction. <laughs> Help us all. All right. It's cold and rainy. I want a pretzel. Oh, me too. Okay. Let's go get some. Bye, y'all. Bye. 
Thank you to my dear, dear friend Craig Hudson for our very createful theme music. You can hear more of Craig's music on Spotify under Craig Hudson. That's Hudson with a T. Or you can just uh, click on the link in the show notes. Also, be sure to connect with Make Do on Instagram at Make Do Create or on Facebook at Make Do Circe. And visit our website, makedocreate.org for upcoming classes, show notes, to order a face mask, lots of things. We'll be back here with another episode next Monday. Have a good week, y'all.